Welcome to the Real Voices Podcast, where we explore the personal journeys of real estate professionals through their own unique challenges and successes. Real Voices is brought to you by Equitable Title and Escrow, providing a better approach to title and escrow through team support and innovative services. This approach delivers a better experience to both agents and their clients. Welcome to another episode of Real Voices. We appreciate you being here. I have another wonderful guest with us today. We have Aaliyah Haggard with us. Did I say your name right? Yes, you did. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> good, good. Hey, we appreciate you being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and who you serve. Yeah, so I am with uh, the wonderful HomeSmart Brokerage. I'm a real estate agent. I've been a real estate agent here for um, quite some time, um, a couple more a couple months, I just became a real estate agent um, in 2020. Okay. Um, so of course, we all know how it was in 2020, but I decided to take that time to go after um, something I was passionate in. So I became a real estate agent. Um, so that's what I've been working on so far. Um, and I'm also a owner of a nonprofit called Advance and Emerge Women as well. Okay, awesome, appreciate you. So tell me a little bit, what made you believe your previous career to come into to real estate, what was that that attracted you to it? So, uh, a couple things. Um, I have a friend who's uh, wanted to do real estate, and at first it wasn't on my radar. I've always loved um, helping people. I've always been in customer service roles and all of um, the jobs I've been in. Um, it's something that I've been very passionate with, especially with philanthropy too as well. Um, then when I met my fiance, my fiance actually has a background in community and economic development. Okay. Um, and of course, with myself, I naturally, without having a background in it, I've always been involved in my community and um, care about its development. So with that being said, with the things that I like to do, when real estate kind of came into the picture, I never felt like I was able to do what I love and then also receive the financial freedom that I wanted to receive at the same time, right? right. So, because I think you can have both. I think you can help people basically be a social entrepreneur. I think you could definitely do that. So when real estate came into the picture, um, my fiance and I kind of had ideas of ways we wanted to not only help people get into a position of ownership, um, but also see what we could do in the community in the long term of um, um, affordable housing, because uh, like I said, my fiance has a background in community and economic development. Um, so that kind of, and then of course with COVID ha happening, right. it kind of gave us an opportunity to say, hey, now that we are locked in the house <laughs> all year with stocks of toilet paper, <laughs> um, what 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 can we do to move towards those goals? So then that's when the opportunity came to go to real estate school and a couple months later I became a real estate agent. Awesome, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. You know, when this first started, my wife and I sat down like, you know, this could be a crazy tragedy, like, you know, a great depression could happen from this. But if those things come about, what can we do to, you know, get ahead, to mm -hmm. to still be to still get ahead and, and see things and do things that we want to do with our life. Um, tell, tell me a little about, did you guys have those same conversations? Um, and I think in those conversations, um, I guess, what has he done different also to help you out with that? What are some things you guys have done together? Yeah, I, so our relationship has always been based off of um, helping each other grow, um, whether it's mentally or professionally. So those conversations prior to the pandemic were already happening, but when 2020 happened, actually, I had an event for my nonprofit, Advance and Emerge Women, and the theme of it was Take Off 2020. Okay. 
And so we expected 2020 to be the takeoff, all the opportunities, all that. Of course, we know what happened. Right. We know what happened in that story, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. So what we had, the conversations that we had during that year was that, hey, it still is takeoff 2020. Because if you think of the path of an airplane, right, you have to get the speed and then you take off and then you start ascending, right? But the climb is the hard part until you reach that lat or that cruising altitude, right? So we took 2020 as still our takeoff and tried to see what were ways that we could really capitalize with our time um, the, the, our dreams. So real estate, of course, educating um, ourselves with the market, um, also reading a lot more self-development books, um, working on our fitness, being outside more and appreciating, you know, celebrating gratitude, what we're grateful for at that time. That's kind of how we spent our 2020 was kind of evolving ourselves mentally and physically and our career. Introspection, yeah. huh? Mm -hmm. okay, yeah, cool. it was a year of growth and, and development. Cool. Yeah. Well, you wanted to just go back and briefly talk about your nonprofit and what was it, what do you do, and what made you want to start that? Yeah, so um, so just a little back history on me. So I was a student athlete at the University of Arizona. Um, didn't have much track experience when I became a student athlete. I was a walk-on, um, and they took a chance on me, and I'm very grateful for it. And I ran track. So my I got into an accident my junior year of college. It was a rollover car accident. I broke my neck in two places and had minor brain trauma from the accident. So my track career, uh, of course, was very rocky and came to a halt. Um, after that and then academically it was a struggle and then I had certain events that transpired after that you know when it rains it pours mm -hmm. I was robbed like different things that happened oh yeah when it rains it pours it was like a freaking hurricane at the time <laughs> but during that time I was very lost um, when I graduated I still felt very unfulfilled um, when I met my fiance, he actually gave me a book, and it's called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmstetter. It's actually the book I brought today. Um, that book changed my life because it kind of made me realize how hard I am on myself and how much I, and basically how I can't control the things that transpire around me. I can only control how I react and how I speak to myself. Right. So. Knowing that, when um, Advance and Emerge A&E women um, came into the picture was at first it was going to be a book club where we read self-development books okay. to actively problem solve those past and present adversities. Um, then what it kind of transitioned to was more of a uh, networking group amongst women where we still focused on the mental health piece, but we also kind of expanded um, our minds to different uh, different cultures and different career backgrounds to kind of tie in the piece of um, career development or um, or and not just career development but basically trying to find yourself mm -hmm. professionally mm -hmm. right um, so we had women speak about the struggles of being an entrepreneur that were currently entrepreneurs um, we had um, women that were in male-dominated industries talk about um, how it is being in a male-dominated industry, what you need mentally to, you know, survive in those industries and, you know, um, succeed. Uh, so we, we brought many different types of women to the table and also women that simply needed partners. They needed partners, they needed 
people to support their business. So they came on just to talk about what they do and see either who wants to work with them or who wants to invest in them. So it kind of, it kind of became a collective group and network of women wanting to see each other win, which we call each other queens. That's cool. um, so that's, cool. that's what we created. And um, that's what the event that I had mentioned, uh, um, the launch event, that's where that came about. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I, I like that, you know. I just like someone who sees a need and feels it and goes with it. So yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I wanted to talk a little bit about that accident. Um, I guess, you know, getting through hard times, what, what got you through that? What was that like for you on a day-to-day -day getting through? Yeah, it was, getting through it took time. So it definitely wasn't anything that was overnight. Um, it was very hard. It was, I was very, I felt sorry for myself, right? I don't think we realize sometimes we do go through hard times. We do. There is no doubt about it. But there's also people that go through harder times and they don't complain and they figure it out and they make it through. Me, myself, I can't say that I did not complain and I did not feel sorry for myself because I can hold myself accountable for, you know, where I was because where I am now is different, right? Um, going through that on a day-to-day -day basis was very hard. I, I made excuses for myself for why I couldn't get over certain things, um, why I couldn't um, change how I felt, not understanding that I had the power to change how I felt at any moment during those X amount of years that I was depressed. Um, and I'm very hard on myself being an athlete, so when I feel like I don't achieve or I don't meet that bar of success, I feel like I'm a complete failure. But during that time, I didn't understand that failure is just a stepping stone to success. It's something that you want to happen because that means if it does happen, you overcome it, it's growth. It's the whole point. So during that time, it was, it was difficult for me, but once I started to understand myself and understand how my mind works, how the law of attraction works, it, it became easier for me to deal with and it actually became a, a strength of mine. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, we, we all, like you say, deal through those hard times. And one of the things I actually like about the show is I get to bring people on like you and hearing those things. I'm like, man, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have it so bad. Um, you know, I had an accident when I was very little. I don't even remember it at all. Um, my mom said I like yanked out of her hand trying to be a big kid. I was three and I just tumbled down the stairs and tumbled and tumbled, fell in the bushes. And she's like, my son is dead. So I broke both legs and um, again, I don't remember any of this. She was like, I just, I had basically was learning how to crawl and walk all over yeah. again. And she was kind of, um, I was five or four at the time, I guess it was coming around to. Yeah. And uh, she's like, I was just sick of changing your diapers again. So I went to the doctor and I was like, take these off. He's gonna learn how to walk again. Mm -hmm. And so that's what she did. And she's like, you're climbing up around things. So it's just interesting how we, once we set our minds to things we really do, get through it and you know, they, they strengthen us, right? Oh, they, yeah. They really do bring strength to us. Yeah, so. and I think as a child, I think you hit the nail on the head, and I think as a child, it's so much easier for children to do that because they haven't developed the I can't mindset right, quite yeah. yet, right? And that subconsciously is kind of um, taught based off of our surroundings, right? right? Totally. You know, just even if your parents are not even trying to and they tell you you can't right. do something to keep you safe, it's still, you know, you the can't. word can't, right? And we hear it, I think, in the book, uh, 
I don't remember if it was What to Say When You Talk to Yourself or um, another book I read, but one of the books that I read said that on um, average in your childhood, you probably hear about, I think it was like 150,000 no's. No's or, or you can't, right, yeah. yeah, right? And so as a child, with that happening to you, it's interesting that you said, like, as soon as your mom said, you know, take those off, he's going to figure it out. You figured it out because you didn't think of the I can'ts or anything. Naturally, your body wanted to do something, thus it took the time to figure out how to do it. Yes. It's so true. So just getting through it, right? Getting through it. Tell me a little about your childhood. What was, um, what was that like? Were you born here and raised here? Okay. No, I, I, so I was born in Oregon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm an Oregonian baby. <laughs> um, we moved uh, down here, I, I think it was in 2008. I want to say it was in 2008. Um, and I finished high school here and then I finished college here. But uh, growing up, I grew up with uh, my mom and um, my mom, mom and dad were divorced when I was young, but um, still have a very good relationship. I visit my dad um, on the holidays. And then um, my mom remarried, and so I have my stepdad, and then my dad remarried, and I have my stepmom too. So we have a pretty big family. Um, I'm, my family's kind of all over the place, but uh, majority of my uh, immediate family is here in Arizona. Okay, okay, so um, growing up, I guess, in Oregon and then coming here and seeing a little bit different, what did you want to be? What did you think you wanted to to be as a kid? I changed it so many times. <laughs> I remember the first thing I wanted to be, the first thing I wanted to be was a chef. Okay. Because I, and still to this day, I'm a foodie and I love to cook. <laughs> okay. But uh, I don't know, I don't know when that shifted for me. I think I wanted to be a chef. And then still when I was a kid, I shift that to wanting to be a lawyer because they had a mock trial and I killed it as a, as a middle schooler. <laughs> but, um, and then when I got to college, I'm not gonna lie, when I got to college, I had absolutely no idea, which is so funny that I knew when I was younger, I absolutely was sure. And then it transitioned to when it was time to go to college, I had no idea. So, so many options, right? Oh my gosh, so many options. and I. I knew the core things that I liked to do. I liked um, helping out with, uh, helping people. Um, I loved um, using my creative mind. I loved solving problems. I loved doing those type of things, but I didn't know how to put it all together. And that took me time. Um, I've been, I've, I've, had the pleasure of being in different um, industries to kind of see what I like. I've been in hospitality. My first job was in collections. Don't want to be in that industry. <laughs> I, more power to anyone that's in that industry. Right. It's hard. Right. Um, but I've been in. I've been in collections. I've been in hospitality. I've been in. Um, I've been in the restaurant business, um, airline. You know, I've been in many different industries. So I've, you know, gotten to. I, I've been able to get a taste of everything, yeah. but for the first time in my life, real estate was something that I was actually interested in, okay. which I didn't figure out till I actually was in the school, because I still was not sure till I started the school. Then when I started learning and really grasping what I was learning too at the same time, I actually started falling in love with it. And so it's the first time in my life that that's happened besides cooking. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. I love cooking too. I always think that I tell my kids, I'm like, I serve you guys every day. Like my love is, is in this meal, yes. right? I put everything into this. So yeah, I, I, I like that. Um, tell me if, you know, if you look back at your life, 
um, the things that you've done, what would you think or what would you say would be the craziest or um, most outrageous thing you've, you've done in your life or most interesting? Most interesting. Well, we're skipping college. <laughs> um, but I would say the coolest thing I've ever done in my life was go to Angola, Africa. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that. What was, what was the trip for? So it was, a, it was a combination of things. So my fiance's um, friend's brother was getting married um, and they're Angolan. Okay. And so they were getting married and he was invited to the wedding. We were invited to the wedding. I didn't know this at first. My fiance was kind of debating on if there, because that's a, obviously it's a far yeah. trip um, and we've both never been. And um, we decided to, it was gonna be around my birthday weekend too. So we're like, you know what? Let's do it. Let's take it. And I've never been that far before. Um, never been to Europe, never been, I think the farthest I've, I've been to Guatemala, I've been to Hawaii, I've been to Mexico. So I've been neighboring, right? But I have not been that far um, or gone that far. And so we went to, we flew to London, um, spent a day in London, then went through Germany and spent about a week in Angola. And it was, it is very, it's hard to describe. It, okay. It's very hard to describe. It's, it's an amazing feeling to just, just as an African-American mm -hmm. woman to visit Africa, right. um, you know, visit your origin. And, and it's, it, it, it's a weird, it's a weird, amazing feeling at the same time. So, and the, the culture was beautiful. Um, the food was incredible as a foodie. Oh my God, the food was amazing. And the people were just so kind and so, so, so genuine and so loving and you felt like you were at home. So I'll, I'll never, that's the best experience I've ever had since I've been on this earth so far. That's pretty cool. I look forward to doing one of those trips myself one day, just getting back to the motherland. Right? Yes, <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Nice, nice. Um, so as your, your career is progressing, I know you haven't been in long, but I guess even if you were to think this through, what are some misconceptions you think you have or you had or people have about you as a real estate agent? Uh, well, I would say the misconception that, because uh, I, I couldn't imagine right now being a real estate agent, what, well actually, no, I take that back. The misconception that I think people have that I had to as well was that real estate agents are just salespeople. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this amazing um, article where uh, the, the gentleman that wrote it said, real estate agents are not salespeople, they're consultants. And that hit me hard because I don't, I've been in sales positions, I don't like sales. Right. I'm just gonna be honest. Mm -hmm. Just because unless I truly believe in the product, I can't sell you it mm -hmm. because I'm not a good liar. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I've never, I've never liked sales, it's too cutthroat for me in that regard. Um, but what I like about real estate is you're already coming with a need, right? You're coming with a need, whether you wanna sell your home, whether you wanna buy your home, and then there's a story behind it, right? So with that being said, my job as your agent is to make the process as seamless as possible and to consult you from A to B. Right? Because I don't need to sell you on something you already want. Right? Right. So 
my job is just to help you through all the icky paperwork stuff to get you to what your dream is on the other side. And that's how I see it. So that's why I think it's a misconception that I think there are real estate people that are salespeople, yeah. right? You know, it, it depends on what your style is. Right. You know, it doesn't mean that they're a bad agent or anything right. like that. You have to do you have to do what works for you. Correct. And what works for me is taking it more from a consultant standpoint, from a more laid back standpoint um, of, you know, I can advise you all day long, but I want you to do what you want at the end of the day. And I and you can tell me what you want to do and I will guide you through that process. Cool. Yeah, I like that. It's refreshing, right? It's, it's a good good way of thinking about it. Okay. Um, so you've had a nice nice life, it sounds like. Is there anything <laughs> that you regret? Anything you like, I need a redo on that one. Absolutely not. Because if I regretted anything, I probably wouldn't be sitting here at this moment, right? If you undo anything that has happened in your past, your future is different. And you don't know if it's for the better or for the worse. So I wouldn't change anything because every failure, every mistake, every good thing has made me who I am today. And anything that's going to happen from today onward is going to who's going is basically what's going to make future me, right? So I can't live in regret because then I'm not paying attention to what's in front of me. So I like it. Yeah, appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to ask you about uh, you know the book that you you felt. I know before we came on, you had two in mind. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what what are you thinking? What which book would you like to share? In? What about it? Well, since I mentioned it with my nonprofit, um, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself by Shad Helmster. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, So this book, um, so basically what they say in the front of it is powerful new techniques to program your potential for success. And the key word in that is program. Mm -hmm. So throughout our life, we have certain programming in our mind, and that's the example that they use, right? And we don't realize that some programming that we have is very damaging to our future and it can be as simple as and I didn't know this as the example I gave you waking up and saying I'm tired why now why would I say that why would I say I'm tired I just accepted the fact that I'm gonna be tired Mm -hmm. versus waking up and telling myself oh I feel alive and ready to start the day right I already started my day off negatively because I already identified with something negative I am is the most powerful phrase in the English language because whatever comes afterwards is what you identify with and that's what this book talks about and it it teaches you how to talk to yourself the right way in the way that it will benefit you in the future so being nice to yourself is what we were talking about Mm -hmm. um, off camera is being nice to yourself is incredibly important because if you don't believe that you're going to be successful how do you expect anyone else to believe in you and your success? You know, if, if, if you don't love yourself, how do you expect anyone to love you on a relationship standpoint, right? So this book, when I was in my lowest of lows, taught me how to talk to myself the right way because naturally, especially as an ex-student athlete, um, I'm very hard on myself when I do not reach what I feel like is my potential. Mm-hmm. So this book was a challenge for me. I like that. Um, you know, something happened to me. I kind of run into something along those same lines where I noticed you know, how I say things. You know, you're, people say, how are you doing today? And you're just like, yeah, good. You know, just kind of saying. And I was like, I need to be more um, thoughtful and deliberate with that. And so whenever someone asks me, it's always wonderful. 
everything is wonderful. It's just wonderful. And I started to bring that home at home as well. Kids were like, how was your day? I used to be like, eh. Whether it was great or bad, it was just like, ah, it's a day. But now it's like, it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's what they get. They, they expect me to say that now, then the, yeah, it was a day. So, yeah, I believe that. It's, and it does. It really does affect who we are, how we feel about ourselves. Yeah. So I appreciate it, you sharing that. Of course. And, I mean, it's natural not to have the best of days. But I think when you're not having the best of days, your safety net you should fall back on is if you have a hard time saying, like, oh, it was a great day. If it wasn't, then just say, if somebody asks you, how was your day? I'm grateful for it. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Right. It, even if you're not happy about it, you could be grateful that you you survived today. You got through it. You know, yeah. there's still something to be grateful <laughs> for. So it's like if you have no, it's if you have nothing nice to say about the day, then at least fall back on gratitude. At least fall back on gratitude, which is something that I'm not perfect in, but I'm working on it. And my fiance, same thing. We we feed off of each other. So if one person's not having the best day we do enough self-talk for that individual mm. and back and forth, yeah. I like that. I appreciate that. I appreciate you coming on today. Um, where can people find you at? How, how can they reach you? Yes, um, you can reach me on Instagram, of course, uh, Aaliyah Adele underscore, so A-A-L-I-Y-A-H underscore. Um, or if you want to reach out to me directly, uh, you can reach out to me uh, via my email too as well, which is Estate at gmail.com. Awesome. And we'll make sure we put that in the, the show notes. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate of it. Of course. Thank you for having me.